back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-host is Victoria Monday. We have a fantastic episode for you tonight. We're going to be talking about remote viewing and finding missing persons with psychic medium Patricia Mona. Let me give you a little bit of information about her. Fantastic woman. Uh, very fun to talk to as well. So uh, Patricia is an internationally known psychic medium, remote viewer, and founder of Psychic Awareness Retreats. Patricia has dedicated her time and expertise to local and international law enforcement agencies from around the world to help locate missing persons and bring closure to victims of homicide, kidnapping, or unexplained disappearances, or, uh, or unexplained disappearances. I'm reading, right? <laughs> Patricia has been... <laughs> Patricia has been featured on Deep Space as an expert remote viewer for Gaia TV and has appeared on Gaia's hit show, Beyond Belief, with George Norrie. In addition to locating miss- missing persons, Patricia teaches psychic... Uh, development guided meditations and meets privately with clients from around the globe patricia it is fantastic to have you with with us tonight absolutely appreciate you coming on thank you so much for having me i'm excited oh absolutely and uh you know we kind of like really got into it uh before the show just rolled right into everything that we're going (laughs) to be uh talking about tonight but uh, you you have this fantastic ability as a psychic medium uh to do remote viewing and you use this ability to find missing persons. And you have found uh, quite a few in your years as a psychic medium. So uh, just, you know, for the, for the audience's sake, can you kind of describe a little bit what remote viewing is and how that works? Yeah. So remote viewing is the ability to be able to tune into a, a specific target, which can be a person, place, or thing in the entire universe um, remotely. So me sitting at home in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, while I'm looking into a missing person case in Wimberley, Texas, or out in Australia, it doesn't matter where I am in the where the case is taking place in the world. It's the ability to be able to um, link in energe- energetically and be able to give information on that target. Yeah, fantastic. And we uh, we kind of had a little moment there just before, it was really just before we went live, kind of defining the difference between astral projection and remote viewing, because I think people do kind of get those two a little bit confused. So uh, what's the difference between astral projection and remote viewing? Yeah, there is, a, there is definitely a difference between astral projection and remote viewing astral projection is when you're actually coming out of your body your spirit your mind your eyes everything and you can see it like you're right there um whereas with remote viewing you're not leaving your body your consciousness is still locked inside and you're tuning in remotely from wherever you are so astral traveling is that deep state of um that deep state of super relaxation that we need to get into right before we fall asleep. That's the greatest opportunity or window to be able to astral travel. But the hardest part about that is not falling asleep, right? So you got to try and train yourself to stay awake because you get quite relaxed. So, yeah. yeah, that's always been my issue whenever I've tried to meditate or, uh, you know, and, and, I, I had mentioned before the show that I have almost gone OBE one time in my life when I was a teenager, and I really had no idea what I was doing at that time. And uh, you know, talking with people afterward, they told me, yeah, you were like really on the verge. And so I have tried it since then, and that seems to always be my problem is that I end up you know, falling asleep or getting close to su- falling asleep. So you know, what are some tips and tricks to kind of prevent yourself uh, from that happening? Well, you got to kind of look for um, the signs that you're about to go out. So your body becomes really, really fuzzy um, and you feel like every cell is vibrating. You might even hear a ringing uh, sound within your ears. And one of the greatest things, I remember the very first time I asked for traveled and I did it on purpose. I had gone to the Monroe Institute and they give us these specific binaural beat frequencies that we can listen to um, that will help you to be able to induce an outer body experience. And I remember when, you know, I was feeling the fuzzies and I could tell I was just about to come out. And I remember feeling, 
and thinking to myself, oh my God, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And before I knew it, I was out of my body. And um, and I, I remember thinking to myself as soon as I came out, wow, you know, Paul Elder, my teacher who taught the course, I'm like, he's right, you know, this does feel so natural. I was like, where have I done this before? I know I've done this before. And then all of a sudden I was in my childhood home. And I know that when you're in that dimension, when you're astral traveling, there's no such thing as space and time. You can go backwards in time, forwards in time. You can really look into anything. Um, Cause all of a sudden I was staring at the orange shag rug, you know, from the 1970s that I grew up with. So, and all the furniture was there and everything. So yeah, it's it's quite trippy for, for people who never experienced it to kind of wrap your head around it. It's kind of mind blowing when you think about what we're actually capable of. There's always like a lot of clarity, like you're like, oh, that's what that meant, you know, cause I have done that too. And gone back to when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, okay. Well now it makes sense why she did it that way. I, but I was a kid, I didn't know if I think, did things that way, but. Yeah. There's a clarity. Totally. You can learn a lot from going into those dimensions for sure. Mm -hmm. So can you astral travel or I know you can't, um, can you remote view while you're asleep? Have you ever done that or? You know what? It's hard. It's really hard because trying to direct your consciousness at a target when you're asleep is really difficult. Um, you know, it's, it's hard enough to try and remember your dreams. I don't know. For me, it's difficult. I, I very seldom remember my dreams. Um, I astral travel more than I dream. And mm -hmm. the thing is, is that I know I'm out of my body um, because I've, I've caught myself where I know I'm out of my body. And then all of a sudden, I'm kind of sucked back in once my consciousness realizes I'm out. Mm -hmm. And so with remote viewing, it, you have to be, your focus has to be directly on that target, right? And as you fall asleep, your mind wanders. So the stream of energy okay. is not as concentrated to tune in. So when you're, um, if I may, um, like when like a, a law enforcement or someone comes to you um, and they need help with a missing person case, do they give you any details or they just say this? And do you no. have to meditate to get into that state or you're like, boom, I'm on? Well, they're very, very tight-lipped. Uh, unless I also work with the immediate family. I don't just pick up any case. I only take cases when, um, where it's the officer in charge of the investigation calls me in or else it's the immediate family. And the reason why I do that is I, I, I want the information to get into the hands of the people who will actually have the means to get out there and search for the person who's missing, right? Because I volunteer my time for this. Um, this isn't uh, how I make my money day to day. Uh, I truly believe, you know what, if God gave me this crazy ability to be able to do this, I feel like it's my duty to do it. Right. Um, so, sorry, I wandered there for a second. What was the question again? That's okay. We were all wondering. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, I forgot. But it was a good answer. Was <laughs> well, let me go ahead and, and ask this. Um, you know, small world, Patricia, uh, you worked on a case that uh, Victoria is actually connected to down there in Texas. Do you want to, I, I know Victoria was like shielding herself from the images, but you want to talk about that case a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'll step sure. back. Yeah. Sure. One of the cases that um, I got called into was in Wimberley, Texas in 2015. Um, a house that was on stilts next to the river actually got washed down the river. And so um, one of the ladies who was on the search and rescue team uh, knew about me and contacted me and see if I would remote view to help find the victims. And right away, I told them, I said, I'll only be able to find six out of eight of the p people that are missing. I said, because I can only feel and lock into the energetic signature of six people. And to date, two of the victims have never been found. Um, and I was showing you guys earlier. So this is an example of the power of remote viewing. So what I've been trained to do um, and what comes naturally to me as well um, is 
I have to take what I see in my mind's eye and I have to go onto Google Earth and I have to drop a pin of where the search and rescue team should look for the missing people. And so with this one, it states, this was, this, is, this was a screenshot from a private group that was set up between the Wimberley Search Track and Rescue um, and all of the volunteers that were actively searching. And so it says, it states, it was stated the little boy was found on the Blanco River close to Water Park Road. The psychic appears accurate. Her pin's yellow, mine red. So as you can see, this is where I told them to search. And this is where unfortunately the victims were found. Yeah, one thing um, we didn't mention is that the house was full of people when it got washed down the river and they were all calling like during 9-11. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you know, it's like, I love you, I love you, goodbye. So that was really, <laughs> That's terrible. I'm, I am so sorry to hear that. And you know, it's it's amazing how small of a world this is because you're this is close to home for you. So. Yeah, but it's good that you found it. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, at least they were put to rest, right? At yeah. least their family now yeah, has closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the the bigger aspects of this. You know, the you know with the remote viewing that you do to help these law enforcement agencies is that you know with a lot of these people they're unable to find their loved ones and they never get that closure, mm -hmm. but by you helping law enforcement to find these people, you are able to give them closure if, if in fact, uh, you know, the person has passed. Absolutely. And to be very honest with you, um, to date, I found 29 missing people and I've only found one person alive. Usually oh. by the time I'm called in, they're, they've passed. Do you see it from their point of view or like if you were like looking like you're one of their rescuers, um, how, how do you see it? There's so many different ways for me to be able to tune in. I can do it through remote viewing where it's like I'm standing there um, looking through their eyes, um, seeing their memories. So there's a divine matrix up there that has the memories of everything that's ever happened, every thought that we've ever had inside of our head. It's not private. It's the energy. It's out there. It's mm -hmm. the energy that we emit or I wouldn't be able to right. track it. Right. So every single one of us has an energetic signature. And, um, you know, it's interesting even just talking about that case. I can feel their energy trying to come through. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's 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 tough talking about that stuff. Because um, when you speak about someone who's passed over, they it's like their their ears per perk up. Yeah, they come back. <laughs> I have found that out. And then it's, and there's ADD for me, but um, yeah. So it's it's like if they're passed over, and I can feel their energetic signature, and I can um, hear their voice on the other side. That's one way of communication. The second way is through remote viewing, like I'm watching it through that energetic imprint in time. Mm -hmm. um, so reading it that way, it's almost like. I've watched the movie about what happened, or I've read the person's life's book, and I'm just looking on what chapter um, I need to look into, right? And then you can look at it from the bird's eye view. Um, and also, like if there's a perpetrator involved, um, if someone is murdered, God forbid, I can actually get into the mind of the murderer. So oh. I've been, I know how to be able to track an outbounder. An outbounder is someone who's still alive, has, mm -hmm. a, has a beating pulse. I need to be able to look into their energy the same way I, if I was giving you a reading through Zoom, I can look into your memories, tune into your tune into your energy and be able to go backwards and forwards with your memories, I can do the same thing with someone um, who's committed the crime. So if you can backward look or, or remote view backwards, can you remote view forwards? Absolutely. Yeah, because there's no oh. such thing there's no such thing as as time. I'll give you a really good example of that. <laughs> um, so you're pre precognitive. Oh, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> well, I have a client um, who came to me. She was a single mom working like 14 hours a day. And I had read for a few times throughout the years. And this one time, I remember she comes in, and I'm basically, when I tuned in, I said, oh, my God, you're winning the lottery. You're winning the lottery. And she looks oh. crazy. I said, you're winning the lottery, girl. And she is like, oh, okay, well, if I'm winning the lottery, what is this happening? 
Well, I wrote, I predicted it right down to the date, but not just the one date to the two dates. I told her that on <laughs> November 27th that she would buy the ticket and December 2nd was the date that she'd find out. She won seven million bucks. Oh, she oh my God. She gave you part of that as a finder's fee. No, but she gave me a really kick-ass testimonial. And to be yeah. honest with you, that to me is, is worth its weight in gold because it's proof, right? Like, yeah. how did I do that? What are the mathematical odds of that? You surely you got a muffin basket or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I won't get into that. But no, no, no. She what i won't get into that that's her that's stuff okay. but she's a very good she's a very good client she she left me a very nice tip well, that's great that's great <laughs> so we do have some uh questions coming in from the chat room so sarah yusuf asked does remote viewing require a form of energetic imprinting in order to tune in absolutely yeah and the more solid the imprint um, the easier it is. So we'll say I wear this sweatshirt all the time. Um, the more I wear it and don't wash it, it's going to retain my energy. So someone like me or, you know, someone who does remote viewing or, or does psychometry, uh, can come along and feel the energetic imprint of this shirt and go, okay, I know where this person is. Same way. If this sweatshirt was missing, if it's got an energetic imprint, I can track it as long as I can get into the energy of the person whose shirt is missing, if that makes sense. Whether it's an object or a person, um, the more energy in the object or the same thing goes with, um, you know, psychology has proven that all it takes is 17 seconds of severe concentration and you can get into the mind of someone. You can send your uh, a, a best friend or a loved one a message. How many times does that happen where you think of someone and then boom, you bump into them, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's all it takes, 17 seconds of concentration and you can tune into anything, right? But the more mm-hmm. energy it has, the easier it is to get into. Do you ever lose your keys? <laughs> <laughs> Or can you find them right away? <laughs> I, I I lose my keys. Trust me, I it, without my husband, I'd be walking into walls. <laughs> he tells me because <laughs> I'm as I'm I. There's no left brain logic in this girl's head whatsoever. None. Well, my oh. job was a palliative oncology nurse for 13 years, but that seems oh. so long ago. It just I've been doing this stuff now for so long that yeah, sometimes I don't feel like my feet are on the ground anymore. That's good. You're out there. There was something I was going to ask you, but I can't remember now. I thought you had a whole list, Victoria. I did when we were talking about something. Um, <laughs> do you do you feel you have uh, one of the Claire's stronger than the other Claire? Like, are you clairvoyant or clairsentient or, um, or you got them all? <laughs> I would kind of say I have, I guess I kind of have them all. And you know what? For any parents out there that know that their child is a little crystal baby or a little psychic kid. Um, one of the greatest things that my mom did for me that I totally believe helped for me to develop this was she would read me bedtime stories that didn't have pictures in it. She never picked the book with oh. pictures in it. And I would, I remember always bugging her, mom, why can't you read us the picture books? She said, no. She goes, the power is in your imagination. She goes, I Ooh. want you to visualize it and tell me what you see. Visualize it and tell me what you see. And I can't stress enough that the power is in the visualization techniques. If I can't visualize a body being in a body of water, it's not in the body of water. If I can't visualize it being buried underground, that's because it's not there. I can tell how much something has weight to it by how clear I can visualize something. Ooh, is this something that runs in your family then? Do you, are your parents and... It, aunts yeah. and uncles my mom but uh she was petrified of it slept with her night light on all every night <laughs> and would pray it away rebuke it in the name of the lord jesus christ so yeah she had yeah. a petrified her yeah it scared her a lot oh. mm. okay she uh, sounds familiar <laughs> we, have a, we have a question here from joy since you mentioned the term crystal baby so those down in the chat are wondering what a crystal baby is Uh-oh. It's like an indigo, kind of like an indigo we, baby. Did we lose Patricia? She froze. I'm a gifted child here to change it. 
Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. You kind of froze up now? there for a second. <laughs> it's a bad Verizon commercial. <laughs> um, so uh, a crystal child is a child who can easily sense energy, um, can't, which, I mean, can cause them to feel uh, very overwhelmed at times if they're around big groups. They don't like that. They need their space. They really resonate um, with, uh, with the earth, with crystals, for example. They're drawn to it. Um, they're drawn to learning about angels uh, or knowing that something is greater out there, uh, you know, they just have that, that higher sense that they're here to change the world, you know, here to make a difference. There are children that are just born with that kind of an energy. And that, that's what I mean by crystal babies. They glow differently. They really do. They sparkle like their auric fields look like little shimmering, shimmering fairy dust all around them i can i can tell who they are just by looking at them yeah but but not like vampires on twilight right (laughs) (laughs) in jacob no my daughter was like that when she was young when she was not even two and i was watching um alfred hitchcock's uh rebecca it's one of my favorite oh no laura i was watching laura it's one of my favorite movies and she's two not even two and she comes walking in and she goes suddenly she's british Mummy, are you watching Strangers on a Train? And I'm just like, no. How do you know that, first of all? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm watching Laura. And, and then she turned into a teen. And, you know, that kind of went away. But um, she's getting it back now. So she's been telling me things. I'm like, no, you're, no, it's not. Oh, hey, it happened. So um, do you find that they kind of lose it for a little bit and then they come back to their maybe their true purpose? Uh, I, I think so, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's a calling. It really is. Like, I remember I was about five or six years old when I knew that I wanted to work with the elderly. Uh, my mom, I grew up in going to church every Sunday with my parents. My parents were very Christian. And they, at Christmas time, they had the kids choir go to all of these nursing homes and do, you know, choir. Right. And I started, when we were singing, I started crying and my mom kind of grabbed me. She goes, are you okay? What's the matter? And I was, I was just so filled with love and joy in that moment. I never forgot it. And I always knew I wanted to work with the elderly. And so I did, I went straight into palliative care and gerontology. And it was through nursing actually, that I realized that this was more of an ability than just common sense. Cause honestly, I didn't know that you guys aren't, or everybody else isn't psychic. I just thought it was life. I thought it was common sense. And even with nursing, you know, I could look at a patient and know what was wrong with them. You know, if, if they had cancer, where it was, things like that, because it's a glitch in their energetic field. And so, and when, then when I see it, I look further and find out, you know, exactly where it is. I thought every nurse could do that. I didn't know that it was just me. I didn't know. Could you tell if they were getting close um, oh, yeah. to the end? Oh, okay. I can only imagine how comforting that might have been to. It's you know what it helped them. You know, <laughs> it's an amazing honor to be there when someone takes their last breath. It is such an honor to be able to say a prayer and bring them that peace and. I got to tell you, angels really do fill the room. It is the most, it's hard to describe the joy and the internal fuzzy ripples of, of happiness and serenity that come over you when angels come, you know, to be with that person as they transition. It's actually quite the miraculous process. Um, if you've ever, if you ever have, the unfortunate gift of being in that position. Yeah. It was a different thing. It, it wasn't warm and fuzzy, but you know, yeah. I'm sure it was later. Well, anyway. it's quite welcome when they cross. It really is. There's yeah. a big, huge crowd of loved ones that always come. Mm-hmm. I remember when Rob Gutro was on, he was talking about um, seeing his parents and his canine companions and everything. Um, yeah. How amazing that was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, animals cross over. Mm-hmm. They keep on going. They do. And our loved ones watch them until mm-hmm. we get there. <laughs> A lot of cats here. <laughs> <laughs> They're not your cats. They are not my cats. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
Uh, let me ask you something, uh, Patricia. Yeah. Because you're working with law enforcement. Uh, the military has previously used uh, remote viewers in like, Project Stargate, but there still seems to be uh, like a, a public stigmatism uh, against you know this type of ability. You know, do you think that's starting to to maybe uh, you know relax a little bit? That you know more people are starting to accept this as you know something that's legitimate. Or are you still finding some some pushback there? Well, you know what? I really hope so because I'm to the point in my career where I found 29 missing people. I can back it up. I can back right. it up 100%. And how did I do it? How did I do it? You know what I mean? And I've been called into it. I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. But I've done it enough times that law enforcement do call me in, right? And so, but man, it's been tough. It's been it's been an uphill battle because law enforcement are the biggest skeptics. You can sure, be ninety five percent correct, and if you're five percent wrong, they'll crucify you based on that five percent. And the thing is, it's always nerve wracking working with them because you never know if you're right until the end. And um, and they never let you know anything. <laughs> they don't like it is stone faced. Uh, when they're interviewing you, when you're working with them, they just listen. And so it's a good thing that I, I talk people's ears off. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, they just they just sit there and take it all in. I worked on this one case um, out in, uh, I guess, well, it's close to home, so I won't mention where. Um, but where they came out and they videotaped me for six and a half hours. Wow. Um, and I reenacted the murder, where the weapon was found, where the body was found and everything. So, I mean, it's been an uphill battle, but I think what lends to my credibility is, hey, they got nothing to lose, right? I'm doing it for right. free. Never charged. I never will. I would. That is so wrong, ethically, morally, spiritually, on so many levels. If you're sitting on an amazing ability, you best be using it for the highest good, or it can be taken away just as quickly as it was given. That's what I think. So I may have a bit of a potty mouth, but I, I spend about 95% of my day in prayer. I have to. I got to keep the vessel clean for the information to flow, right? That's funny. I was... We were having this exact same conversation with a friend and I today. I was like, that's just wrong to charge, you know, because oh, so wrong. when people are in need, I mean, that's, you know what, to be very honest with you, I personally think that even a, I make $185 an hour doing readings. I'm going to be very honest. I went to school to be a nurse. My top dollar would have been like $52. And I think it's ridiculous what psychics make, honestly. And so um, but my thing is, if I sat there and charged $20 for my reading, you'd skip over me because they'd be $20 readings, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to find that price. And I mean, the good psychics in, in my area, they've gone up to like $275, $325. Wow. Like, you know how wrong that is? It is in, in, in a time when people need us. Right now, mm -hmm. they need light. They need hope to be upping your dollar. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I just be careful who I go to. And I do give a money back guarantee. If I can't connect with a person and oh. give a, a reading that blows a person's socks off, I don't charge. Why would you? I would never want someone walking away from me going, well, that was a crock of crap. You know, because I mean, I'm not perfect. I have my days where I'm like, mm, I know what I can do. And that wasn't it. So let's reschedule you. And there's no fee for it today. And I wouldn't care if I spent two hours trying to tap into the person. I would never charge them. I want them to walk away going, wow. Because I truly believe that the only difference between a skeptic and a believer is the experience. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. I was telling my friend, you know, like I help my friends for free um, because if I can, I can't. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. But, um, too. That's why we're here, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have some other questions coming in from the chat. Interesting one here from uh, Full Disclosure Planet. Patricia, have you remote viewed and been noticed by an active conscious entity while viewing that timeline? Yeah. Yes. Icky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of. Glad that you asked that. So I will tell you, um, this past summer, I was invited out to be on a couple of shows um, with Guy TV. 
and they asked me to look into aliens and they asked me to look into what was the other thing um mummies the nazca mummies um the shows aren't out yet but i will i'll put it up on my facebook and stuff i'll put links to it when it does come out um uh and i was on george nori but it was about remote viewing anyways so when i started looking into aliens let me back up when i first met johnny enoch my friend lisa said to me she goes you know if you start hanging out with these alien people that believe in aliens you're gonna start seeing aliens I'm like, ah, Lisa, I'll be quiet. You got to believe in that crap first, right? I've never had an, <laughs> anything anything remotely, um, any alien encounters at all. Well, <laughs> so ironically, I get asked, you know, a few months later to look into aliens um, for Guy TV. And lo and behold, yeah, that stuff is real, um, very real. And I've now had my own encounter that I can't even believe I'm admitting um you know out in public that uh yeah that stuff is real and it's a consciousness and it can absolutely attack you 100 percent um so I'm constantly very consciously aware of my energy clearing it um keeping myself in a high vibration um you know I've got I really I got nothing to hide so if so if people are spying on me I, the way I do this work, because I, you guys, I've worked on some pretty um, scary cases. And what I, I, you know, and the police do not promise me any sort of protection whatsoever, just because I do this. Um, but the way I look at it is, you know, you know what, if God wants me to do this work and find these people, he's got to have my back. He's got to have my back, right? Mm-hmm. Got to have my back, and that's what that's what I have faith in. So even when it comes to aliens and other forms of consciousness that have um, bad intentions, uh, um, I know how to cleanse myself. I know who my light, who my light is that that works through me, and so my faith is what protects me. I truly believe. Have you ever worked on a case? that it's been so weird, you know, that can't be right, but then it turns out to be right, and you're just really surprised that you even got that? Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. I've seen some pretty weird things, absolutely, that um, until you kind of piece it all together, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you can't fully right. comprehend the whole picture. Um, but yeah, there are definitely some very strange people out there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned our friend, Johnny Enoch, uh, a few minutes ago and got to mention that this June we're all going to Egypt and you're going to be a remote viewer there. So uh, you want to yeah. kind of highlight that a little bit, and I'll see if I can dig up the uh, the poster here sure. real quick. Thank you for mentioning it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when I first met Johnny, he said to me, he goes, okay, if there's no such thing as time, do you think that you can remote view the pyramids? And so I thought, okay, I've never done this before, but why not? And um, so I did. And the stuff that I was able to say to him, and I know nothing about Egypt, never looked into it, never been there, nothing. Oh, there we go. There's the poster. Um, thank you. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I said enough stuff to him that it got me invited on the tour. And Muhammad, um, the one guy on the end, he is the Egyptologist uh, and the Egyptian guide that's going to be um, leading the tour with us. And uh, yeah, he was pretty surprised at at, um, the accuracy of what I was able to remote view. And so, yeah, I I was able to be invited on there too. And I can't wait because I saw it. I saw how this stuff was built. Um, I was able to see even um, the personalities of the pharaohs and, and who was around there, what their abilities were. Like, you guys, the energy radiance that came off of these beings and I say beings they were people they were people don't get me wrong but they radiated such a higher magnificent light um, because everything they knew everything about energy 
back then, you know, um, they were acoustic engineers. Uh, so they knew a lot of stuff about energy and um, mystical secrets that I think we've lost through the ages. There's a lot of ancient wisdom that is hiding in plain sight in Egypt. So I can't wait to get there and show you guys how this stuff works because I am the practical application. Johnny is the history. I'm going to show you guys how to be able to tune in, see it for yourself. Because like I said, only difference between a skeptic and a believer is the experience. So come and experience it, feel it, see it, um, radiate with it. We're going to be doing sound healing in the Great Pyramid of Giza. We also have special permissions where it's only our group that has the Sphinx and the pyramid um, on the night of the equinox. So we get to oh, see. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. And we're going to open up some stargates there. I've been shown exactly what a stargate looks like, what to do to get that upgrades and downloads and yeah so if you want to know you gotta come yeah yep. <laughs> i can't even tell you how it's built unless you come yep. i promise you I will. <laughs> until we get there yeah, return of keffercycle.com so go ahead and uh, check it out sign up um i'm going to be on that as well so yeah. i'm really looking forward to it and yeah what i do find interesting patricia is that yeah you really don't know a whole lot about egypt i mean everybody knows what a pyramid is and what the sphinx is and all that but it's, it's not like you're a uh, you know, yeah, Egyptian history buff or anything no, like that. Not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. I didn't really even have um, an urgency on my bucket list to go to Egypt. You know, I, I, I have a weak stomach. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, I can't say no. Are you kidding me? This is an opportunity of a lifetime to go and do what I love in such an amazingly magical place. And even just tuning in, you know, I could literally feel where the vortex of energy begins. And the whole area is, is lit up in vortex energy. So if you even go near it for miles, you're going to feel the force field of those pyramids. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of my big interests out there, the, the, the vortices and the portals and, and the energy that's out there. So I'm extremely looking forward to this. That's what I do in Sedona. I normally oh, teach yeah. at least two um, psychic awareness development retreats that we go out there for a week. And I take everyone to go meditate in all the vortexes. And I teach mm -hmm. them how to do psychic development in the vortexes. Because sitting in that energy, it is so easy to teach people how to reach between that veil. It's super easy. It makes it, yeah, it, it magnifies the energy. So Sedona's awesome. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a favorite vortex there? Um, Bell Rock. Do. No. <laughs> uh, actually, um, right where our retreat center is, we are at the bottom of Cathedral Rock, and there's a oh, yes. vortex right there. And the retreat mm -hmm. house is actually right at the bottom of it, where you can go off the property, and it's like you're walking in it. It's just amazing. Oh. I found the perfect spot, but because of the lovely, you know, shutdown, we're having to yeah. be grounded. So, but it'll happen again. I can't wait to get back out there. It's a magical place for sure. It is. It's it's wonderful. I have yet to be. <laughs> what? I know. I haven't made. I've, I've been. I've been like what everywhere all over the country. I've not yet made it to Sedona. You're oh, gonna love it. You're Ch mad. Chaco Canyon, yes, but Sedona, no. And it's you got to bring out the EMF detectors and all the paranormal equipment. I love that stuff. As a matter of fact, I have one. Oh, there's your K2. All right. <laughs> oh, and actually, I have this one too, but I don't really know how to use it. I ordered it. Maybe you can verse this girl because I don't really know how to use this one. Okay. I know how to use this one. What was that? A, whoops, that was. Guess don't. Pop that back up there. What was that? An EMF? I, I, I know yeah, how to use it. looks like an EMF one, detector, yeah. But this. <laughs> Okay. This one is a fancy EMF detection that I bought on Amazon that I don't really know how to use. Okay. So you might have to school me one. This sure. one's easy. <laughs> we'll do. You so. can take your dowsing rods. Oh my gosh, that would go. I have those too. Those are in the other side of my <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, I do have dowsing rods it. as well. I love toys. Love dowsing <laughs> rods. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's funny. I especially in the uh, paranormal community, a lot of people you know shun the dowsing rods because you know, on camera, you could kind of fake moving them and all that, but they 
really, really work. And so it's like, a, a oh, camera yeah. aside, the dowsing rods work. Oh, for sure they do. They totally, you can feel it bounce off mm-hmm. of someone's energetic field. So I actually use dowsing rods um, to be able to show people how far out their auric field goes. And they can feel it when you start walking into the auric field and you can literally start to see the dowsing rods open. That person can feel you slowly moving into their field, right? So it, yeah. it's perfect. I love those things. They're fun. I give demos with them all the time at my retreat. <laughs> And you can show the power of if your stones work for you or not. So we'll say you work with gemstones, right? If I'm holding this in my hand, does this weaken me or does this strengthen me? You can actually take dowsing rods and see if it if it strengthens your aura and brought it out further or if it shrank it. You can tell, well, if you have a second person with you doing it. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I... I... Did not know that about using the dowsing rods to figure that out. Usually I just, you know, put a stone in my hand and I can kind of feel a buzz off of it. So Yeah, but for people who can't really feel energy, mm-hmm. it's like the visual effect okay. of, of showing them like, hey, look, this does work. All right, very cool. That makes sense. Uh, you can also use them for like marshmallows if you go camping. <laughs> that too. Yes, you can. I'm not saying I'm in a pinch, that. you could, yes. <laughs> So uh, another question here from the chat room, Sarah Youssef. Um, Patricia, do you believe in uh, the Akashic Record and that information is available in the universe? Oh, absolutely. Every single one of us has uh, a book or else a movie because that's what I look at when I do a reading. And, um, yeah, it's literally like watching someone's movie on mute And I have the ability to fast forward it in time or rewind it in time or have a look, plunk it right now and press play and then see what's happening in the now in someone's life. So if there wasn't an Akashic record or some sort of record keeping of everything that's happened in this universe, there's no way I'd have a job. There's no way I would have a job doing this (laughs) stuff. So let me ask you this then from, you know, all your experiences and what you've been able to to see it obviously there's a, a world around us that we can't normally see with our own eyes uh, what is that world you know, this, if there's a way you could describe it how would you describe it well i truly believe that the kingdom of heaven is within you and if you want to go and explore other dimensions you got to go within because it's a personal experience i can explain to you how i got to where i am um and 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 teach you what i know but unless you apply it and do it yourself it's you're just hearing my truth and then you're accepting my truth is yours. Mm-mm. You got to look within. It takes meditation. It takes concentration. You know, when I first started doing readings and missing persons, what I saw back then to compare to what I can see now and how quickly I can see it. When I first started doing this, I could handle one reading versus now, you know, four to six in a day. It's a muscle. The more you use it, the more it comes. Right. So it's Yeah. It takes practice, but go within, look within. Meditation is the number one greatest tool when it comes to this stuff because it's all about connecting. Um, you got to take your five senses in order to get to your sixth. So it's a combination <laughs> of. So, for example, if I wanted to, we'll say, um, connect with someone's energy, this is the way that I would do it. Think of an apple. I'm going to. Pretend a person is an apple, right? What I'm going to do to connect with that energy is I will literally imagine that apple in my hand, visualize it. What does it smell like? How firm is it? You know, move it around, see it from the bottom, see it from the top, you know, take a bite. What does it taste like? Is it sour? Is it sweet? The more you tune in to specific things that get the five senses going, you're going to, before you know it, be able to tune in to the information on the with your sixth sense or on that higher level. So the more you can visualize and move those five senses in at into the visualization, the easier it is to connect with the energy of what it is that you're trying to connect with. Does that make sense? That sounds so easy. 
It's really honest to God. It is. (laughs) I teach weekend classes, and on Friday, they're looking at me like, oh, Patricia, you know, there's something special about you. And by Sunday, they're like, that was easy. I'm like, I know, (laughs) you guys. I know. It it really is that easy. So if somebody wanted to learn how to remote viewer, become a remote viewer, is the same principles apply? Um, yes and no. So that's, this is the process that works for me. The technical process of remote viewing is quite different than what I've described here today. So we'll say, um, I'm remote viewing an object and I'm doing it properly. Uh, I am going to write down the middle of the page, certain descriptive words, um, on the object. Like we'll say in my head, I am looking at a blue bin, right? Right. Like a big blue trash can, a dumpster. Well, instead of writing a blue dumpster, um, I've got to write it's solid, it's metal, it's cold. Um, it's outside, you know, certain descriptive words. Well, my teacher would, uh, it kind of shake his head at me because I write the whole story. So as people are writing descriptive words, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you. Uh, oh, we're going to do some show and tell. All right. I will. I'll do some show and tell. Hang on. Let Ooh, me get out. Show. Here's, one of, here's a, <laughs> a, one of my targets. Okay. So this one was, I am going to show you a film in 20 minutes from now. Remote view what the film is about. Okay. That was the practice target. So this the film, the clip, was on the planet Mars. What it was, was it showed an American rocket ship going up into space, and um, one part of the rocket breaks off once it gets out of, you know, gets into space. One part goes off into space, the other part breaks off, lands onto Mars, and it opens up, and it's the Mars rover that's then, you know, taking pictures and walking around. And so that's what the um that's what the target was right red rocky planet it was this is what i'm showing you in 20 minutes so this is what i drew so as you can see here's my descriptive words but then i got bored while everyone else was still going (laughs) i just drew out the whole story so i don't i know it's kind of crappy we can make it out a bit yeah and i even got the red white blue because i knew it was american and then Here's the camera crawling on the crater. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, and you and even my words, like horizon, light, camera, action, up, vertical, walks, crawls, horizontal, loud, heavy, metal, seal, cold, dusty, dark, gray, leaving Earth behind, land with no water, by location, taking off and landing, American. Is it the Hubble aircraft? And it was. <laughs> um, uh, moving, motion, big event. So, like, you're supposed to explain the um the sensations behind it the five senses behind it you're not supposed to say what it is because the thing is is that when you remote view you can get psychic impressions that aren't what you think it is so even though i might think in my logical left brain that i'm looking at a blue dumpster in a back alley i could actually be looking at a blue house or a blue shed you understand what i mean a small blue shed that could be the same size so it's dangerous when you go listing stuff but for me in my head, the whole story unfolds. Like I remember when one of the targets was the Titanic and all you get is this number. This is what we got afterwards to show our accuracy. Um, but all you get is this number that's written on a manila envelope. I think maybe this is inside of the envelope, I'm sure. I don't know actually what's inside of the envelope, but all I know is this is on uh, outside of it and there's an energetic link between this number and the target. So we need to tune into the number to see what the target is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, and then here's, here's one that, uh, that I did. This was an outbounder who, this was a person who was alive and she was standing. We had to see through her eyes and, um, And the teacher was going to call her on the phone in 45 minutes after the exercise. Where is she? Look through her eyes. Trace her. So this is what it looked like, um, you know, that she was there. This is what I drew. (laughs) Oh, wow. Very nice. Right? Yeah. That's that's it. (laughs) 
mine tell the story. And that's why my teacher, and I'm not saying this to Greg, but he actually said to me, Paul Eldridge says, Patricia, you'd be very careful who gets their hands on you. Ooh. Oh, uh, I am. I'm very careful with who I work with. I'm careful yeah. what cases I take. I'm careful. I'm careful because this stuff is real. And the thing is, I've gotten to the point in my career that, you know, when when I bump into a skeptic or someone is a hardcore skeptic, I just kind of laugh and keep walking because I'm like, oh, God, I'll pray for you. I feel so sorry for you. If that's the reality that you live in and you can't see that there is something more than this 3D Tim Hortons Canada plug-in <laughs> that I'm doing right now, then That's sponsored on. by Tim Hortons. Right? <laughs> A? A. <laughs> nice. So yeah, there's so many more dimensions than this one. But like I said, without the experience, people aren't going to know. They're just going to listen and take in everyone else's truth. You got to go and explore to get your own truth. You do, right? It's how far are you going to jump down the rabbit hole? (laughs) (laughs) Unintended. Let me ask you a question. This might be kind of goofy, but um, when I was a kid and if... um, Sarah's in the chat. She can probably verify this. <laughs> we would play Barbies and then eh, let's do some ESP cards or let's do light as a feather, stiff as a board. And did you? And that was normal for us and my, our group of friends to, to do that kind of stuff. I'm just now discovering that's not how normal kids grow up. <laughs> but were you like that too? I mean, did you did you always have an inkling for yes. other dimensions, I guess? Absolutely. And actually, you know, what's interesting is I went to a garage sale when I was 10 years old. And I bought a book called Everyone is Psychic. Um, and it's about Edgar Casey. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. The name of it. I still have it. I carted it with me. And the yeah. crazy thing is, so I was brought up very Christian and to believe that psychics and fortune tellers and all of that, you know, you're going to hell if you even go near them. And you know what? So I got to tell you, because I'm sure there might be a few um, Christians or people, you know, of faith watching this. I have to tell you, so I had a big problem with the word psychic when I came out about this, because it's like, what do you call it, honestly? And so when I, I had a big problem calling myself a psychic, even the word intuitive kind of freaked me out. And so I prayed and I meditated about it. And it's like, why, why is there no other word that I can, that's, that I can use? And what, what I heard was I get... I get to teach about the power of God, the power of love, the power of, you know, interdimensional um, light beings. I get to teach that to people who had never set foot in church, never really have much to do about religion, you know. But and I do read for a lot of Catholics and Christians because they can feel, you know, and, and that's the thing is, is that even in the Bible, it says, you know, you will know by the light that they carry, they will emit that light and and so and I do believe that it is um, it is your faith you know mm-hmm. that that for me that's where I get my information from and I refuse to go into the dark realm so I never played with a right. witch board I never to be honest with you I never even touched a tarot card don't have a crystal ball it's not how I do my my thing um, but uh, I know who works through me 100% I know and I think that that's and I mean I'm not I'm not perfect don't get me wrong but my accuracy is really high up there. And, um, and I think that that is because of the realms that I work in, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. even in the Bible, it talks about you'll know um, who has the gift of prophecy versus a psychic fortune teller by their accuracy as well. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not flawless. Don't get me wrong. I have my off days. <laughs> but it's, it's freaky the stuff that I've seen and been accurate, like even with that lady with the lottery. And there's so many other stories like that, that, you know, I sit back some days and go, whoa, you know, that's, it's sometimes it's a little much. Yeah. A friend of mine. I don't remember you, saying. You scare yourself sometimes? <laughs> well, when I, when I hear back, because a lot of the times I won't remember. And when, and I, I don't know if my memory is naturally crappy, um, but I could do a reading at 9 a.m. in the morning, and by noon, I've forgotten their name, what they looked like, everything. It's literally like their information walked out the door. And I always tell people, this is Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, because trust me, it's not going home with me. I'm not going to remember a thing. So, 
So should I buy a lottery ticket Saturday? <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's, if it's in your timeline, but I'm, I, I'd wait. I don't think it's a very good investment. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> a friend of mine told me a long time ago, um, as long as you stay in the light, there is no darkness. So Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. So okay. we're, we are getting down toward the end of the show. We've got about five minutes left. Let me see if there's a couple more questions here. Remember, we don't have a chat, a chat moderator anymore. So if anybody wants to volunteer. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. Did I see that anywhere? Where Where would I see that? Oh, it's it's on the, uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, Sarah Youssef. Uh Patricia, do you find that mental preconceived concepts often hinder or change the information you perceive? Oh yeah, definitely. I try to never watch the news um, because if a, if there's a missing person case and I watch it on the news, um, I could very easily get a preconceived notion about it and then it totally pollutes what I pick up, right? And same thing with like, I don't wanna know anything about the person. When I work on a missing person case, all I need is a picture of them and the coordinates or their last known where they went missing from. And from there, once I can get a visual of where they went missing from, I can usually track their whereabouts. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds, yeah, it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier where, you know, you try not to draw conclusions from the information that, that you get. So I, I imagine if you do hear a bit of news, that becomes even tougher. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It'll block it from coming in. And then all you have is that preconceived notion of what was said, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the least I know, the better. Yeah. The more I can do with. Right. right. Uh, I just had it. Where'd it go? Oh, uh, from L. Collins. Does Patricia go to a psychic or does she read her own energy? I don't. I let <laughs> life happen. You know why? Because tomorrow's not promised. And so I live life to the fullest every single day. The greatest thing about looking into other people's future is that I have so learned to stay in the now. I don't care what happens tomorrow. I don't want to know. I'm living it miracle by miracle, looking for the magic in every day. Because I look at life as one big scavenger hunt of miracles. And it's cool because once you have that kind of open line of communication with, you know, the big guys in the sky, it, it changes your life. It changes your outlook. I used to be one of the most depressed, um, suicidal people I knew years ago. It was terrible. I, I went for years to barely get out of bed with depression. And so now that I have found my, my way that, my fuel, my passion. I don't want to live in bed anymore. I want to get up and seize the day and live it to the fullest. My husband likes to watch a lot of TV and I refuse to because I don't want to watch other people living the life that I want to be living. So I get out there and I try and live it to the best of my ability. There you go. You just go live it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we got about two minutes left. So, uh, we have Patricia's uh, link to her website down in the description of the YouTube video. But uh, Patricia, Patricia, for those that will be listening to the podcast later, uh, can you go ahead and give them information about uh, where people can find you? Yeah, so my website is www.patriciamona.com, and that's Mona with two N's. Um, and if you feel like reaching out and dropping me a line, it, my email is info at patriciamona.com. And you can find my business page on Facebook under Patricia Mona Intuitive Consulting. And I am on Instagram, just under my name, Patricia Mona. I'm seeing a lot of Patricia <laughs> Mona. But yeah, it's all under my name. Yeah, now I saw that you uh, do retreats. Is that kind of on hiatus right now while everything's going on with COVID? You know what? For right now it is. But Johnny and I, <clears throat> we are working on a six-week 
uh, program called Quantum Psychic, and it's going to be done online online through Zoom. Um, so anyone can join us from the comfort of their home. Plus, we'll be sending out the classes that will be recorded afterwards with homework and stuff and little tips and tricks to do. It's going to be awesome because that guy's a genius when it he comes is. to history and, yeah, esoteric history. Mind-blowing smart guy. Yeah, and, yeah Johnny's um, an amazing dude for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to show you guys how to do it and it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to that. So stay tuned for that. I'll definitely announce that on my website and on Facebook and on my social media. Awesome. We'll definitely be on the lookout sounds, for that. That yeah. sounds so fun. <laughs> it will be. I'd, I'd rather be in, well, not rather. I'd love to be in Sedona teaching out there. Uh, but you know, unfortunately with the lockdown, there's not much we can do. So right. I'll be postponing that one and pray we can make it to Egypt. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, All right, well, and Ireland. We need yes. That. And Ireland this summer. So yeah, yeah. It's, it, it should be a jam packed, great summer. So we'll just, uh, you know, keep putting some positive vibes out there. So that will happen. Absolutely. We need it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Patricia, so much for coming on. Absolutely enjoyed it. Everybody find her out at patriciamona.com, and uh, have to have you back again soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully I didn't talk too much. Sorry. Oh, oh. you're, you're our fun. guest. You're supposed to talk a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. I had a blast. All right. I'm looking forward to Take. having you in Egypt. Absolutely. Looking forward to that, definitely. So take care. Have a great night. You too.